Welcome to Live, Love, Laugh with Asia Frazier, brought to you by Reach For It, where persistence is key. I'm your host, Asia Frazier, and today joining us is the wonderful photographer, Harry Watson. This podcast is brought to you by Reach For It, where persistence is key. So tell me, Harry, how are you living? Which basically means how are you feeling today? Oh, I'm chilling right now. Thank you for having me on, Asia. What's good with you? Of course, I'm, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. So, who or what are you loving? Uh, right now, I'm just loving life. Um, you know, <laughs> while, while life has not been exactly what we all thought it would be over the past 12 months, um, most of us are still here to breathe and have the ability to create and, and, and make change. So, I'm just taking that at full advantage and uh, looking to create something to share with the world. Oh, I like that. I like that. Okay. And what made you smile today? Um, let me see. What made me smile today? Uh, a couple of things. Well, first thing, I got up. <laughs> I woke up. Everything was cool. Um, and um, I had the opportunity to go out and see the sun and um, just enjoy life. Take my camera out and try to look to create something magical. Oh, I like that word. Love it. Love it. Okay. So we're going to jump right into it. Okay. So where did your journey for photography start? Um, My journey in photography and just uh, as a visual creator actually started some years ago um, in in college. Um, I'm a graduate of Winston-Salem State University, uh, which is HBCU located in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And uh, I went to school for um, film. So originally radio and television production. So I learned how to edit, shoot, and produce like a radio show um, all in one. Uh, I was always just fascinated with telling stories, uh, creating uh, imagery that conveyed emotion for everyone to be able to relate to in some way, shape, or form, whether it be sadness, whether it be happiness, whether it be anger, um, but just bringing those types of emotions to a visual space where anyone can see themselves in that work was, was, was my, um, my goal. Um, and initially, like I said, with video, you know, you have a larger opportunity to do that. So when I switched to photography, it was more about the discipline of being able to tell a story with one image within one frame. And what kind of story are you trying to tell? Um, it really depends on the subject, um, where, where I'm feeling, um, in that day, uh, it could be, it could be street photography and just going out and seeing the, the people like I said, I'm based here in New York city. So, you know, it's 8 million stories in the naked city as, as the saying goes, um, whether it's people who live on the street, the individual bro- uh, broker, the bankers, the, the, you know, the vendors on the street, the single moms, the single dads, um, you know, just people every day, uh, there's a story in each one of us. And sometimes it's easy to see, sometimes it's not. But in that image, you look to pull that out of that person. 
Oh, love that. Okay, and who or what inspired you to pick up a camera? Um, Gordon Parks, uh, who was definitely one of the most famous black uh, photographers, uh, shot over the period uh, and telling our story. Um, he shot the likes of Malcolm X. He was definitely a very influential photographer um, in shooting uh, Martin Luther King. And then he just shot everyday people categorizing, you know, or chronicling rather uh, the stories of our people, the individual families, young kids, caught them in their element. Um, and that's the thing about photography. It's not staged. Uh, per se. It's like capturing someone in their most intimate space and you can see who they really are and just being able to understand what it was at that moment and not even knowing exactly why they're smiling, why they're crying, but feeling that emotion um, is, is is the type of art that I look to make. I love it. I love it. Okay. So do you prefer taking pictures of people or objects and why? Um, if I had a choice or if I could only do one, I believe I, I would do people. Um, because people, again, uh, I like to, to connect and have a conversation when I'm, when I'm working with a client or uh, if I'm working with models or just individual people, um, and sharing that experience with that person, um, because oftentimes we don't see in ourselves what other people see in us, um, whether it be potential, whether it be beauty, whether it be, you know, that smile, like people tell me you know, all the time, I have a great smile. I'm like, yeah, it's all right. But someone else will see something in you that you don't necessarily feel the same about. And what that camera allows us to do is bring that out of that person and then show them like, no, you have a beautiful smile or you have a very rugged look or, you know, there's something about you that shines differently that you don't necessarily see. So I like doing that with people and, and, and bringing that energy out for them and then, them, you know, assisting them to realize how beautiful they are from the inside out. Right. With that being said, how does it make you feel when you like take shots of people and they're like, oh, I really don't like that. And when you think it's a beautiful shot. I mean, listen, <laughs> It, it, it happens, um, whether it be the content of, of the shot themselves or, you know, uh, or they just don't like, you know, I have had people who just don't like the way that they look on, on camera. Um, they don't take a lot of selfies, they, 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 the self-consciousness. So what I do is I, it's like some similar to, you know, you ever take pictures of Jason Penny with your family? Oh yes, yes I have. So think about think about the person who's there working, trying to get those kids to smile. Um, you know, though, I, to me, those are the greatest photographers in the world because getting a child to smile, and because nine times out of ten they don't want to take the pictures, they don't want to sit still, um, and they're being forced to wear something that is absolutely horrible looking, and <laughs> they just like in general don't want to have the experience. So. Being able to get a child to smile and react to you and be like, you know what, get comfortable with that person. Um, right. That's that's what photography is about for me. Some people, you know, prefer, well, it's more of a, 
a transactional uh, experience. It's like, I'm going to take this picture. You're going to pay me. I'm going to go over there. For me, it's more about the art of it, um, the experience of it. And uh, it, it makes me feel great to make someone smile. And if they don't like the picture, I'd be like, well, you know, of course you're entitled to your opinion. It's your face. Um, but, hey, I, I think you look beautiful. And sometimes that changes it. Uh, sometimes it doesn't. But, you know, that's what it is. Okay. And what do you see in pictures or in scenery in general that most people would miss? Um, I think for me, uh, the angles that you take in shots make a huge difference because you can have two models or you have one model rather two photographers shoot the same model, uh, in the same space, same outfit, same hair, same everything and come out with a completely different set of images between the two photographers because it's in, it's in that perspective. I, I, like I said, for me, it's more personal. So I like to focus on the eyes, the natural features within a face. Um, and even when editing, I don't go for the plastic look. Um, like, cause me naturally I have small, uh, craters or, or, you know, just dimples in my face. So uh, that ruggedness, that's, that's real to me. So the, re the realness of someone's face is, is what I try to concentrate on. Now, in the post process, if you got three huge, you know, pimples on your forehead, I'll edit those out. I'm, I'm not going to do you dirty like that. But if, <laughs> if, if, if you had a scar, a small scar on your face, it's a part of your story. Something happened that you have the scar on your face. I'm not going to take that out. The next photographer might say, no, 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 I got to take that out and just make your face look absolutely smooth and smooth as the baby's behind. But that's not who you are. That's not part of your story. That, that smooth skin, yeah, it's clean, cool, but it ain't smooth. You got scars. You got, you know, bumps you picked or maybe you got a cut or you scratched your face. But there's a story behind those scars, all of those scars. Like, it's beautiful because it's natural. You know? Okay. Okay. So let's say you have your camera. Mm -hmm. If you could bring only one other thing with you to a shoot, what would you most definitely have to bring? Uh, my light meter. I would mm -hmm. have to bring my light meter along with my camera because my light meter is going to help me to determine exactly how much light, how much exposure I have, where we are, so that I can get the cleanest, crispest. It's not even a word. The cleanest, most crispy <laughs> picture. <laughs> you like it, we like it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't feel like that's a word, but it's all good. I, I always say, like, when it's cold outside, it's like cold, it's crisp like a McDonald's Sprite soda. I make sure it's always, you makes know, I, I think it's the word. I use it. I yeah, use man, it. That makes sense. That makes <laughs> sense. Mm -hmm. That's some crispy soda. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about your most crazy experience during a shoot. Hmm. Craziest experience during the shoot. Um, well, okay. I was, uh, I was on a pop-up shoot in, um, Baltimore. And basically what a pop-up is, uh, a bunch of photographers and models get together and it's a collaborative effort. So no one's paying for anything. Um, and we just shoot over the course of the day. It, it'll be a themed It'll be a theme shoot. Like, and this particular one was an all white theme. So, 
um, I was shooting with one of the models and I had my light off to the side and I didn't bring uh, sandbags, which are, you know, weight, basically weighted bags for them for my light stand. And the wind caught my light and blew it over and it cracked. And I was like, shucks. <laughs> and I was like, bro, I drove all the way down here because, again, I drove down to Baltimore from New York and I cracked my light. So I had to improvise. And then I had I literally shot because all the other photographers, had they had their lights. But, of course, they're using their groove. So I'm like, I'm not wanting to disturb anybody else's groove. So I had to uh, literally, you know, meter my way through everything by by eye and, like, judge everything you know, to make sure that I have the right exposure. I'm not overexposing or underexposing uh, the shots so that, you know, I don't want to get home and then I have no shots and it, it would just be crazy. But it ended up working out in my favor. I think I shot uh, maybe about 12, 12 different models that day. And um, all of the shots, luckily and skillfully, turned out pretty, pretty doggone good. But luckily for me, uh, the store that I bought the light from replaced my light, and I, I only had to pay like fifty dollars for a brand new light because I had just bought it, and they was like, "No, you good." I was like, "What?" And if I had my box, I wouldn't even have to pay for it, but I had to throw the box away. So, but it, it worked out. Nothing, nothing too crazy just yet. I haven't had the you know the overbearing model, the you know the the, the one that do too much. No, I haven't had that experience just yet. Preferably, I won't. But you know. I hear it's coming. I hear it's coming. (laughs) Now, what would you say to someone that's trying to move up in photography or even start? Um, I would definitely say, first and foremost, it's not about the camera. Yes, um, you you require a camera, absolutely. Um, but photography isn't about the newest latest gadget um you know learn your camera first um learn how to utilize all of the skill get your skills together figure out what you're looking to shoot and get out there and shoot um just like basketball players hit the court and they practice you know the jump shot they practice free throw they practice you know uh dribbling they practice defense Photography, you have to know, you know, very, it's a a very detailed art. Um, And you got to get out there and shoot. You got to learn your exposure. You got to learn your ISO. You got to learn, you know, what the F-stop is and composition. And, you know, all of these different things go into the facets of a great uh, picture. So learn the craft and if you really want to do it like there's so much free information out there on on how to you know youtube you can learn everything um literally anything you think of there's a tutorial on youtube for free and editing software isn't very very expensive for photography but learn how to shoot first before you start editing the photos because everyone thinks you can just fix it in post, which is called post-production. But if you shoot it right from the top, you'll have minimal amount of work to do in post-production. 
So I would just say, just get you a camera. You don't have to spend $3,000 on a camera. Um, but if you got it, go get it. Um, you know, you spend $300, $400. You, yeah, you can get you a used camera from the pawn shop. But just get out there and shoot. Just shoot. And how would you like to influence your community? Um, hmm, that's a good question. Uh, as far as influencing the community, I think through my art, I would like to influence the community to just get out there and see each other for who we are. Um, so through what I shoot, I, like I said, I, I choose to shoot uh, people, everyday people. I know people, sometimes they look at my Instagram, I look at my Facebook, all you shoot is models. That's not true. It's not true. Um, the everyday person, because I'm an everyday person. Um, I shoot what I can relate to, uh, which most people can relate to. Like, I'm not a drug dealer. I'm not a flashy guy. Uh, I wear Nikes, you know. I don't wear Gucci sneakers. You know, I'm a regular dude. I wear hoodies and, and you know, I don't wear a lot of flashy stuff. So my, my style is is just that. It's just, it's gritty. It, it represents where I'm from. I'm from the Bronx. New York, um, it's a gritty place where everyday people um, who are just out here looking to live life, survive and, and thrive. Um, you know, I shoot my my sons a lot because a lot of times they're my inspiration. Um, you know, just watching them grow those different stages uh, in life is kind of where my photography is. So in capturing their growth, their journey and our journey together, um, watching the actual age in their face come in is, is what I like to shoot. You know, that's, that's what makes me happy. Um, seeing growth is, is what leads me. So in my community, I want you to see the growth in yourself and, and document how we've come, how far we've come, how far we have to go, you know, as a community. So. And so how has COVID affected you? positively or negatively? Do you think it has impacted you in a good way where you could grow more? Definitely, definitely. And I know most people would think that that's a, a odd answer. Um, you know, while COVID-19 and the effects of the pandemic have been truly tragic on a large scale, on the flip side of it, I think what most people have gotten from this time frame is learning how to do with less, right? Um, learning how to really appreciate the smaller things uh, that you do have and the things that you do have control over. You don't have control over whether or not your job is gonna be open due to the pandemic. You do have control over how much time you spend with your family, how much you, you know, appreciate the love that is shown from your family, your kids, your friends, you call people you haven't had time or haven't made time to have a conversation with and just find out what's really going on with each other. So throughout COVID-19, throughout this pandemic, I've actually shot uh, surprisingly so much more in this year than I have in a little while. Um, when the pandemic first started here in New York, 
you know, the numbers were super high. Um, in fact, the highest in the nation pretty quickly. And I went out and captured the naked streets of, of New York City, where New York is one of the busiest places in the world. And there were little streets where there's like four, five people outside. Some places, none at all. I'm like the only person on the train and just documenting what it was like, the, the emptiness. You can feel how empty the city was, how empty the streets were. And so in New York, and the thing about New York is tourism, um, the busiest, the city that never sleeps was fully asleep. Um, so it just, it really, initially it was definitely like, damn, this sucks. Um, but you come to realize that there's a moment to stand up and look around and like, okay, am I going to sit here? and binge watch netflix during this quarantine and put on 15 25 30 pounds or am i going to get up and be creative like you got the time i'm not traveling for work um you got time and there's nothing to stop me from going outside with my camera and just capturing life as it is right now so that's what i chose to do i chose to get up get out and be creative and seek out um something to feed my soul. Wow. wow. Who has been your go-to person during quarantine? Uh, my go-to person during quarantine? I don't know, because, you know, it's, it's, you know, everybody was going through something. So you don't really choose to pull from somebody else and they're working on themselves during quarantine. So I really had to look within, truthfully. And, and, and build from there, I kept running, uh, keep, kept my health up, kept my camera up. So I just looked to just keep building myself because I had to be, you know, you have to be strong for your family, you have to be strong um, for those around you. So I, I really had to go to myself, truthfully. Wow. I, love, I love how in-depth you are. You're very rare. <laughs> Now pure and untouched. I love it. I love it. I love I appreciate it. that, Asia. Well, you're welcome. Is there anything else you would like to add? Um, I would just say that you know, as as we move forward into the rest of 2021, that everyone just keep in mind and bear perspective on what 2020 was. Yes, um, we definitely had the tragedy of a number of lost lives. Um, I've personally lost friends, um, a close fraternal brother, um, you know, uh, lost his, his very short battle. Uh, and he was only 28 years old, still has so much life ahead of him. I would just impart that folks go out and be who you're choosing to be. Um, you know, fear is not real. You know, it's it's a thought process that we convince ourselves is real. You know, you miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't take. You know, as as cliche as that is, is is the absolute truth. You know, you, you never know. I mean, you're gonna absolutely fail more than you succeed, but failure is a lesson. It's a lesson, and each time you fail, you learn something from it, and you take it, and you grow, and you get closer. And closer and closer to that success point. So 
I would just tell people, just go out there and just do it. Whatever it is you're dreaming of doing, whether it's photography, whether it's being an actor or actress, whatever it is that your heart desires and you truly choose to be that, go for it. Jump out the window. Do it. Wow. Yes, I love that. And that's exactly what I hope everyone is doing this year. Most definitely, because I feel like people need it. They need that hope. Thank you. Thank you. Harriet, I appreciate you so much. This this was a great conversation. Thank you. I appreciate you, you, Asia. Okay. And until next time. Bye, guys. All right.